2020 has been a roller coaster for all of us. So too has the Summit Spartans football season. COVID has caused Summit to have four extra bye weeks, playing only one game since September. But tonight is a brand new season. Some call it the second season. No matter what you call it, it is an opportunity for Summit to slow down the ride and begin its incline through the playoffs to another state championship appearance. It begins at home versus Hillwood tonight, and it's next on TriStar Sports Radio. Summit Spartans Playoff Football on the TriStar Sports Radio Network is brought to you in part by Parks Motor Sales, Holland's Pharmacy, Sands Vince Company, The Garbage Man, Davis Heating and Cooling, Columbia Chrysler Dodge Jeep Ram, Murray Regional, Browns Body Shop, Quick Mart, Tin Pin Alley, Right Care, Columbia Kubota, Game Time Sports, Beck Dental, and by Jimmy Petty Benchmark Realty. It's time for Summit Spartans Playoff Football, live from Spring Hill with Matt Rogers. Here's Mike Epley. The Summit Spartans broadcast for the first season on 101.7 FM. Also, TriStarSportsRadio.com. Just click the link and listen. I'm Mike Epley alongside color commentator Matt Rogers. We are just as excited to deliver it as you are to receive it. The weather couldn't be better here in Williamson County. 60 degrees, not a, not a cloud in the sky. After adjusting to hurricanes and making it through COVID, we have made our way through the regular season. Take a breather. Tonight is the first week of the 5A state playoffs. The 9-1 Summit Spartans will host the 3-2 Hillwood Hilltoppers as the top four seeds in each region will make the playoffs. The bottom two teams will be on the road. So Summit number one, 5-0. Shelbyville was number two, Page three, Columbia four, Lincoln County five. On the other side, Beach was number one, Gallatin two, Hillsboro three, and Hillwood four. Unfortunately, a altercation happened with Shelbyville and Franklin County. Shelbyville, its postseason ban will not play this year, so that's going to put Page up as long as the summit and uh, come up towards summit, should I say, and then Columbia and Lincoln County will round it out playing the teams. So this is the matchup. This is the second meeting between these two teams. Last meeting in 2017, Hillwood, first round of the playoffs, summit won. 42 to 7. So the story heading into the playoffs, here's the analysis. Number one storyline, it will be unlikely to see Keaton Wade throughout the playoffs. A foot injury is bothered him since the start of the season after surgery. We don't know if he will come back. So the speed of the outside could take a hit for Summit. Number two, COVID. We have the answer to the early question of yes, Soviet got COVID kind of put a damper on Summit's season, but they still won the games. But how far can Summit go? And their last game on the field was October 9th versus Franklin County. Secondly, only six quarters for Summit have been played since September 7th. That's four against Franklin County, two against Clarksville Northwest. I say that in the starters being two quarters. So go back to injuries. Keaton Wade, Austin Harvey could be out for the remainder of the playoffs. But we'll be blessed to broadcast this game in 2020 with everything going on. One note, if the player gets COVID or the team can't go, 
you're out. So that's what we deal with now. So we'll bring in Matt Rogers. Matt, first of all, good to see you again. Let's talk COVID and what it does for Summit and how do we work back with these injuries to Keaton Wade and Austin Harvey. Yeah, absolutely, man. It is good to be back, man, to be out here. It is absolutely beautiful, like you said. It feels like the first time when we start, like this feels like game one, except the stakes are way higher. So to answer your question about COVID, typically – I would say that this is good for Summit so they can rest and heal up. But like you said, man, I mean, we've been on a one-month bye. A one-month bye. And, you know, the good news is we're the freshest, one of the healthiest teams at this point of the season. Like, from that standpoint, you couldn't ask for it better. But here's what I don't like for Summit is that Hillwood has momentum. They've been playing every single week. They are coming in. On let's just say, you know, game six when we haven't played a game. So that could really work against us. I hope it doesn't. I think overall we have the better players and the better team. Uh, But you just never know, especially with high school football, how that's going to play out. So that would be my one worry. And now we talk about, as we're going to take a pause for the uh, national anthem we'll take a commercial break and we'll come back here we're live in williamson county mike epley matt rogers we'll be back summit sports football you're listening to summit spartans football on the tristar sports radio network once again here's mike epley summit hillwood this is the first round of the playoffs it's good to be back as matt mentioned uh to broadcast these football games for you <clears throat> we appreciate you listening on 101.7 so i'll turn to matt matt i talked to um coach coleman and he gave a grade on the offense was a b minus uh wade's passing in the first two games 257 yards wade comes back with 238 only plays two quarters but then it's kind of a skid with 20 yards and 30 yards against Columbia and Franklin. The team rushing is still up at 321 and 221, respectively. Clarksville Northwest, he plays two quarters. He rushes, uh, the team rushes for 260. Wade only threw, uh, I think, two passes or completed two passes. Really didn't need to do it. And now we set up after Franklin County where Wade goes for 126, two touchdowns. But that back of his mind, he's got to remember those three interceptions he threw at Franklin County. He's got to wash all that away. they got to go back to what they know, rushing the football, 301 versus Franklin County. So Summit offense versus the Hillwood defense tonight. Yeah, absolutely. I think, you know, a B-minus is accurate for this offense. I mean, there's high schools all around the country that would kill to have this offense, and, and in their team, they would rate an A+. Plus. But for Coleman and the Summit Spartans, B-minus is accurate. Here's why. we got three offensive linemen, the whole left side, that are going into their second year. They're coming off of a state title appearance. And from a passing standpoint, it's got to be better. You know me, I'm an ex-offensive lineman, so I'm very critical of the offensive line. They're a B-minus offensive. They're playing as a B-minus in, in passing. So hear, hear me what I'm saying. We're not talking about run. We're talking about the pass. And they're playing B-minus. You know, when we played Columbia Central, they put way too much heat on on Destin. And that's been the combination, the problem. Destin's got all the talent in the world, 
But if your quarterback is not comfortable, it doesn't matter if Peyton Manning is back there. If he's not comfortable, he can't drop dimes. He can't throw passes. And the offensive line has to keep Destin comfortable so that he can do what he's able to do, especially if we're going to advance any further in the playoffs. The defense is led by Alex Melton. Six years he came in with Coach uh, Brian Coleman. Coach Coleman, this is a midseason grade. We've only played one game since then, so we're going to keep it as probably the, the season as you're hearing. It's a B. Uh, Indy scored 423 yards versus the defense. It was a shootout, and Summit won. Spring Hill comes back, only gets 162 yards. Columbia only 134. Franklin 34. Now, or, I'm sorry, 364. As you work your way down, Clarksville only 70 in Franklin County. 117 so the defense has played well in spots but you don't have keaton wade tonight yeah i mean the the absence of keaton wade tonight uh you and i were talking about earlier i would compare it to you know to be honest to you know be the giants back in the 80s and not have lawrence taylor on your team Mm. he's that good he makes that much of an impact you know another analogy would be like you know you're going to wrestlemania and hulk hogan's not there you know it's just it's a huge huge gap that this offense has to fill good opportunity for the young players to step up, but uh, that that's going to hurt this uh, summit defense. It's the backbone, it's the strength, and it's the confidence of these guys, especially at the high school level. What I will say about tonight is, you know, for um, for Melton to grade him at a B, I would say that that's pretty accurate. If we go back to the Franklin game, the first half I would grade them overall at an A, and then the second half. Man, did they run all over us. So that's why you get downgraded from an A to a B. Tonight, I don't think this defense is going to have to worry about stopping the run, but they are going to have to worry about stopping the pass. We could talk about that a little bit further if you want, but this is a throwing team, and uh, they got to put pressure on this quarterback. He's six foot five, six foot six. Uh, his name is Cam Davis, and he is kind of like, you know, I said Peyton Manning earlier. He's kind of like a high school Peyton Manning. You're not going to see him run from side to side. He wants to stand in the pocket, and he wants to pick this defense apart, and we need to put pressure on him tonight. I think our defensive linemen is better than their offensive linemen, so our nice defensive ends, uh, you know, I'm a huge fan of Trey Hunter, Maddox Reed, and I want to see a lot of pressure. Johnny Sloan up front, he's going to get his first start tonight, and this is a big opportunity for him him to step up and make some big plays and shut that big boy down summit will receive the football so the home team will get it in the first round of the playoffs but we'll go to the special teams coach coleman graded it a b minus um he likes the the improvement as as the season went on now they did have a couple of debacles uh during the last game but overall field goal kicking has got better with ryan crane if the snaps there he's got the leg brady pierce would do the punting tonight for summit yeah brady pierce uh he's our special team stud on all sides of the ball from a return standpoint i would really like to see uh king return one we had one earlier on in the season he's got lightning speed i call him like the mini west welker That'll be nice to see. I think B-minus is, is an accurate grade. Going into the playoffs, we need to see some points on uh, on special teams because that's going to make special players, special plays, and you're going to get special victories from it. So here we go. As you hear the Summit Spartans come out of the tunnel, the white pants, blue jerseys, the white helmet, and the Spartan logo, and they're ready to get back to the state championship like they did last year. The first hurdle is the green machine coming in. The Hillwood Hilltoppers 
On the other side, white pants, white jerseys, green letters and numbers. So Hillwood's out of Nashville. As we mentioned, Summit will get the ball first. We'll go through the starting lineups. If you're just tuning in, we appreciate it. 101.7 will get you there on the radio dial. TriStarSportsRadio.com. Click on the link. You can hear it. I'm Mike Epley, Matt Rogers. We're joining you live here in Williamson County for the big clash between these two teams. You lose, Matt, what happens? You lose, you go home, and you watch TV. <laughs> it stinks. I've been there before, and I don't like it, and I don't want to be there uh, anytime soon. So let's go Spartans. So the starting lineups as we talked about it, the junior sensation quarterback, six foot five, Destin Wade will start uh, in the backfield. John Dipple will get a lot of the carries uh, in the backfield for uh, the Spartans. Uh, on the outside receivers, Caleb Jolly, Brady Pierce, and we also will see a lot of King in the backfield uh, and in the flanker position. Maddox Reed will get a lot of playing time at the tight end and working left to right. Matt Mullins left tackle, Sam Jewell left guard, Tyler Garber is the center, Cooper Cook is the right guard, and we have Mason Richardson at the right tackle. Mason Richardson stepping in at right tackle. Uh, I think his family's sitting right in front of us. Let's see who we Who's excited to see Mason Richardson? Oh, okay. That is the family right in front of us. All right. I thought so. He's going to be starting at right tackle tonight on offense for the first time this year. So that'll be interesting to see how he does. And the squib kick will go. Summit will return at the 25 and get to about the 30. And here comes Wade at quarterback. And it's been well documented. He moves the meter. And he comes in wearing number one. So we compared Peyton Manning on the other side. This is Cam Newton. Cam Newton will come out uh, the lookalike from Destin Wade. Uh, when I say that, the build of Wade. Going to run a lot of uh, off-tackle runs for Summit tonight. But he's going to hand it off to the left side. Breaks oh, one yeah. tackle. And into the secondary he goes is, I believe it's Brandon King, and it is, and he'll go for 12 yards. It's actually really good that Summit was able to do that because what the Hilltoppers came out in is what I would call a 5-2 defense. You have five down offensive linemen and two inside linebackers. What they're saying is, hey, we are going to stop your run. We're going to take away the outside, and not that time. So that's a great start to the Spartans. Two wide receivers are going to pull it again to the left side, and here comes King. And he goes for almost another first down. There he is. The baby West Welker gets the handoff to the outside of Ginn. It looks like it was almost the same play. And I'm telling you, if the Hilltoppers are going to line up with five down linemen and still give up that edge, it's going to be a long night for Hillwood. 11-28, first quarter. Nine yards credited to King. And now they're going to look at the play call as Coach Coleman has the honor to do it. He, Coach Coleman's the offensive uh Coordinator, he is the offensive line coach and the head coach for Summit. In the shotgun is Wade. Another handoff to the right side, and it's a first down. It was second and one. Now into Hillwood territory goes King for about six. Offensive line is doing what they do best, run football up front. I mean, this is awesome. This is a a guy like me watching smash mouth football. It's their five, our five, and we are winning. That is three first downs right off the bat. First and ten on, going to flip it to Jolly. Jolly got a block on the outside, and he goes down the left side to the 31-yard line, and they're at the post again. 
So it could be another first down for Summit. Dream come true for an offensive coordinator and an offense to start like this. You're getting 9, 10, 12 yards a carry, and then you just throw a little pop pass to the outside like a wide receiver screen. And, uh, yeah, they got 10 yards on that one. This is working for Summit. This is big because, remember, Summit just hasn't played a lot of games, and we have an injured player. We'll stay here. But a nice drive, Matt, as Summit started on their own 30-yard line, continued just to pull off yardage after yardage for the Spartans, and now they're staring about 10 yards from hitting the red zone, and we're only one minute into the game. Summit looks so fresh and fast right now. You'd think they've been on a four-week bye. (laughs) Well... That they have. That was my Dude, joke for the night. I mean, can I, can I start out with one joke? You're probably going to get a couple text messages now. <laughs> no, man, they look good. Uh, I got to tell you, I can't emphasize this enough. The fact that Hillwood is lining up five defensive linemen up front, and what I mean by that, there's four down linemen. They're going to creep the outside backer up, and you're going to get five guys on the line. What they're trying to do is take away the run, and it's not Working The offensive line for the Spartans is looking fantastic. And to keep uh, listening on the point totals for Summit. Summit averages 33 points a game, Hillwood 35. So just keep those numbers in mind. And here's the scissors play and a cut by Switzer to the right. He's back to the middle. To the outside he goes. And down to the eight-yard line goes Switzer for 22 yards. That was an unbelievable block by the right tackle, Mason Richardson. Down block, double team to the backside backer that opened up that outside hole. And that was just all day. You could have drove a truck through that hole. As they continue to pound it on the ground, Summit. Now in the red zone and at the nine is Wade will come out in the shotgun off the left hip will be Brandon King. Wade is going to look over the offense. He's going to keep it. Wade's not touched. Wow. Titty, baby. Is Summit on the board, 10-26 in the first quarter. Cooper Cook, the right guard, doing what he does best. That's the pull kickout block. This is such a cool offense because it was almost like a read counter left, if I was going to call it that. So you had the counter set up. You got the right guard pulling and kick out. And then what Destin Wade does is what he does best. He was reading that defensive end. He saw the lane up front, uh, right up the middle, excuse me, and he he took it. And that was six, baby. Ryan Crane. Oh, he missed it. the left i believe he did so that is not going to do it it had the distance we'll take a quick commercial break human star sports radio network this is summit spartans football on the tri-star sports radio network welcome back in it is six to zero summit first drive and a touchdown nice run by destin wade I meant to tell you the injured player for Hillwoods was Debo Kennard. He was the cornerback and now sit back as Stephen McLaren for Hillwood as Crane had the distance for the extra point, just didn't get the accuracy. And it looks like Crane will be out with the kickoff honors. So we didn't know which player would do it, but it's going to go to the left and out. Of bounds, I believe, and that's going to be a flag. That accuracy is uh, really hurting him right there. I, I don't understand what's going on. The leg looks strong on that first one, but uh, I don't know. Chalk it up to uh, first game jitters, even though it's uh, game seven on the field for Summit. It's just uh, accuracy's a little shady on that one. 
Trey Hunter, Jesse Brimmeyer, Maddox Reed will stand to the front. Uh, the backers will be, we believe, Switzer, Wells, Turner, and Jolly. And they're going to actually re-kick this. I don't know if I like that call by uh, Hillwood. They must have confidence in their returner. I'm uh, expecting some speed here. If you are going to not take the ball on, what would it be, 30-yard line? Yeah, that's, uh, that's, that's interesting. So they're expecting big things out of their returner right here. Let's see if it pays off for them. 10-26, first quarter. And it's going to be a re-kick. You're going to move the ball back. It's a procedure penalty against Summit. So re at the 35 and not the 40. So we'll see. And that one landed, I would say, at about the 18-yard line, but it went out of bounds off the left side. So if you're familiar with uh, Summit Stadium, it's going away from the concession stand. And here he comes. It's down the same side, and it hits the oh same gosh. spot. That's un literally. Yeah. That was the same exact spot he kicked the ball on the first time. <laughs> you couldn't, and they're good. I believe. Do you think they're doing it on purpose? I mean, that was the exact same spot. Because like, I don't know. I've never seen a Hillwood guy return. Like, are these guys that good that you would that Coleman would want to kick it out of bounds? I've never seen that. Uh, I wouldn't say to kick it out of bounds. Now you've just penalized yourself 10 yards and. Yeah, this is bad. You're kicking now from the 30. Mm. So we might get the kick underway. And yeah. if he kicks it in the same spot, what do you do? I mean. I don't know. I don't think he's going to do that. But if, if they catch it, mind you, they're going to catch it around the 30-yard line. Look at he that. kicks one really high, and it, it's fielded at the 32 by Brown. Brown across midfield, and I guess it did work because they're going to start at the 50-yard line. That was strange. I, I, I guess it was a mistake by the kicker, but uh, that's going to cost them big time. I mean, they're going to start from the summit. Uh, uh, sorry, they're going to start right at the 50, so this is a great field position, and uh, time to see big Cam Davis and what he's all about and if we can bring pressure. And here we go at the linebackers actually uh, – Jameson will get the start at one linebacker position. And then Jolly will still be on the outside. Turner will also be out there for the secondary. Canada Works will be on one side. Jacalyn Cotton will be on the other. Brady Pierce will be on the backside with Aiden Bird. They're going to hand it off. And whoa! Wow. Tattooed in the backfield by Reed. Wow, that's interesting. Uh Melton came out in a 3-4 defense. That's three down linemen with the four backers, the two outside backers. And the play right there was made by big uh, number 42, Maddox Reed. That was a fantastic play. He ate up that outside tackle uh, and got a nice three-yard tackle for loss. Well done. It was. And now it's second down and 13 on the 47. So here comes this air raid offense with four wide receivers you could bet your money you're going to blitz, and they're going to come after him. It gets it complete, spins back towards the defense. Not a good play. Actually went backwards as Davis completed the pass. I love what Melton is doing here because he's bringing pressure, and he's going to confuse this quarterback. So stay with me here. They start on a 3-4 defense, three uh, defensive linemen, four backers. 
Number 11, Gavin Wells, the outside backer, creeps down on the line, shifts everybody down, and what that does is that's going to cause confusion for the offensive line, primarily the tackles in pass block and run block. This is a good call by Melton. So it's still third and 13 as, as the receiver spun backwards, and it's 8.57 first quarter, 6-0 is the score. And we have a whistle and a timeout. Yes, that oh, I love this. I love this is where you know you talk about people hearing, you know, football's chess, not checkers. That's what Melton's doing right here. He came out in three different defensive schemes just to mess with them, and he already made Hillward b- uh, burn a timeout. This time they brought in Johnny Sloan. He's going to go down to the fourth man, and it's just three different looks. And the quarterback wasn't ready for that. That was really cool. and a quick timeout. So as we got all the starters out for uh, Summit, Summit looking pretty good, Matt. You know, the concern was rust. Or how how would Summit respond to playing six quarters in a month? And you see now that this is about as well as they could. But but every player's out there besides Keaton Way and Austin Harvey. They're the only two on the injury report. Yeah, with the exception of one game, I mean, this team is, is used to playing without Keaton this year, unfortunately. So, I mean, maybe for them it's, it's not that strange of a thing. You know, we got our, our, our safeties and our DBs. They're pretty seasoned now, and they're comfortable out there, and they look fantastic so far. And here we go, third and 13, the shotgun. Davis waggles right. He's going to throw one, and it's knocked away, and that's got to be incomplete in a big-time play. Cotton on Kennard that Kennard had it at the first down marker and that right hand came in and knocked it out yeah that was a great play by Jacqueline Cotton it looked like Kennard caught the ball and then he batted it out and don't sleep on the outside pressure from Trey Hunter that was bringing right when that quarterback released the ball he got nailed so Cam Davis might be in for a uh, long night and Melton's doing what I was hoping he would do and that's bring the pressure here we go the kick from Garland, it's backfielded at about the 14, got a little bit of room. Switzer got the room, and he hits it back up to the 45-yard line. There it is, Barry Switzer's grandson back out on the field. Fantastic return, and, uh, man, Summit could not look any better right now. They look absolutely fantastic. Offense came out strong, defense looked tough, and the special teams looked phenomenal. And here comes Destin Wade. Destin Wade is the quarterback, and he is a big-time player, and he's going to step back in. And once again, you don't want to go down too many points to this team because he could they could do it. He's a dual-threat quarterback, and Wade's going to hand off. Off tackle, they go wow. up the middle. I mean, just a blistering hole. You could run through it with John Dipple. John Dipple goes to the 45, or check that 40, of Hillwood. That's your basic counterplay. Right guard Cooper Cook is going to pull and kick out the end. And the right tackle, Mason, he's going to lead up to the linebacker. Couldn't draw it up any better. That was textbook. And the running game is in full effect right now. And right now, Summit, I have at, I believe, five first downs. They are just a turning here at. I don't. Have they Summit. seen a third down yet? I don't think so. No, they have a third down. Not yet. And oh. whoa, and a collision as Wade faked wow. the handoff, but Dipple is going to get five. But whoa, it could have been a disaster as Brady Pierce came from the left side and collided with Wade. Wade spun off and somehow handed it. Yeah, they're trying to throw a bunch of different looks at him on both sides of the ball. 
Uh, we faked the fly sweep to Brady, and he uh, got a little bit out of his lane. So you fake the fly sweep, you give uh, the power up the middle, and uh, that that's our shortest gain of the night of only seven. <laughs> I think they actually give him five, but 729 first quarter. Summit leads. Wade's going to throw it. Wade's going to throw it. He zips one. Oh, over the head. Coming a, a crossing pattern made by number 14, Taylor Shake was incomplete, just out of the reach of his hand. Yeah, a little bit off target. They were going to try to roll Wade to the white, have that back uh, to the right, have that backside tight end come across the middle, and he was just a little bit off target. The tight end had a step on him, and uh, just, they just couldn't connect. I think if you get this touchdown or you get this third this this third down conversion, you're going to put a little bit of fear in Hillwood. Oh, 100 percent. You know, coming out here and just you know, I'm sure the talk has been, hey. Last time we played these guys, they blew us out by five touchdowns. It's got to be a different night, so it's on their mind. Well, Switzer will go with the scissor play, and he's body slammed literally by two Hillwood defenders, but he goes to the 23. That is a first down 12-yard run. Yep, and I mean, it's just everything is working right now for Summit. You can't draw it up any better. The offensive line looks great. They look fresh. Wade looks comfortable, and uh, it's kind of like uh, pick a play because they're all working. And Wade will break the huddle with four wide receivers. Doubles to each. And we'll see what he does. Wade going away from the concession. He'll hand it off. Sweep. Pierce spins back to the middle, and he gets to the 15-yard line. That's a seven-yard gain. The tough part for Hillwood right here is what they wanted to do. They wanted to come out in a five-man front and stop the run. What that does is that causes you to run man coverage, and I don't think that the Hilltoppers can cover the Spartans if they're going to run man. It's not working for them. And whoa, watch out. Five wide receivers. Mm-hmm. we got a flanker off the right side, and he's going to throw it with five wide, wide up open. the middle. And he missed him again, Wade. Yep. That's two overthrows for and, Wade. Yeah, and Coleman Coleman's picking up on it. He said, all right, if you want to run man defense against us, we're going to throw the ball, and that was the perfect play. He was wide open up the middle. We just got to step up and connect. So now it's another third down for Summit. Third and three on the 15 of Hillwood. What would be the play call? And I bet you better watch out if you're listening. Number one may take this one. Yeah, the middle is wide open. They ran to the outside, and, and they're going to get it. Yeah, and they do. And they get it with John Dippold going down at about the the five-yard line, so a 10-yard run from Dipple. I, uh, you know, in pregame when you and I talked, the, the biggest thing I was afraid of is are they going to be able to execute with having so much time off? I knew they would look fresh and be rested, but they are executing on all cylinders, and uh, it looks like that four-week bye really served them well. Let's be frank about this. Let me tell you something after this play. As mm-hmm. hands it off up the middle, and he slashes and dashes his way, and boom, he got across the end zone. It's John Dippold. Touchdown. Yeah, that's it. it's that same fly, uh, fake the fly sweep to the outside. Brady Jenkins comes down. They're going to fake that fly sweep and then give it to Dippold right up the middle. It's wide open. It, it's almost like I was talking about offense pick a play because they're all working. The offensive line looks fantastic. The man coverage can't cover the receivers, so you could pretty much do whatever you want at this point if you're the Spartans. 
What were you going to say, though? You said you were going to tell me something after that play? Yeah, I want to uh, – they're going for two. So, let's see. From the two-yard line off the left hash, it will be uh, Dippled in the backfield. And we got movement on the outside, and that's going to really upset Coleman. I believe it was Snyder, I believe, on the outside. Somebody moved, and it could have called legal procedure. So, now what do you do? Uh, you, you move back to the seven. Check it eight. It's strange because it's early in the game, so you would say yep. just kick it. But I don't yep. know. Maybe he doesn't have confidence in the kick anymore. I mean, we've seen three mistakes. You know, the missed extra point and two kicks out of bounds. I mean, maybe he's like, eh, I don't know if we're feeling this kicker right now. They're going for two again. Well, here we go. 5.51 left in the first quarter. Trying to get to 14. Wade's going to fake it up the middle and good luck tackling. Wow. He walks in and he just sprints his way for two. Here's the interesting thing. I always like to put myself – in the other team's shoes and what they're doing on that play is they ran a cover two but the safeties are reading the quarterback which is the right call so as they're reading Destin Wade they go to make the play and they can't make the play so it's almost like hey we could still do the right things but it's still not working for us and it's 14 to 0 you're listening to Summit Spartans football and TriStar Sports Radio Network Summit Spartan Playoff Football is on TriStar Sports Radio. Welcome back in. Cooper Hall is going to try to kick it off and 551 Summit leads 14 to 0 scored on the first two possessions. Uh unfortunately well he's going to kick that one out of bounds. So we're going to back up 5 yards. And now we are going to see what happens from the 35. What is going on here? Well they they had, Crane was out there they decided Crane not the option right now, so they put in Hall. And Hall boots his out of bounds in the same spot. This is so strange. Because Crane, I mean, he was really catching on. I mean, he, he looked fantastic the last few games. I don't know. That's, that's strange. Well, it's going to be returned a nice kick to Kennard, and he is down at the basically the 22. What a nice kick by Hall. He got it back to the 15, only a seven-yard return. And Debo Kennard's one of the faster players on Hillwood, and, man, he could not have been starting off any worse. He got hurt on the first uh, offensive play for the Hilltoppers, and then when he caught that ball, Ja'Kalen Cotton knocked it out of his hands, and then right there from the return, it was pretty much a tackle for loss on the uh, kick return compared to where he caught it and where he ended up. So uh, Kennard not off to a good start tonight. 5.45 first quarter. 14 Summit, 0 Hillwood. But here's the here's the deal. Hillwood, number one, is a passing team. So they're really not out of it. They just got to slow the opponent down. As they flip a screen out and spins move by number 10, Brown gets about three yards. I'll go back to what I was going to say before uh, Summit scored. If this is any indication, this team, Hillwood, had Beach right there by one possession at halftime. Right there with Gallatin. Now, the doors blew open in the second half, and they did lose. If you look at the score, yes, it got out of control. 
this team hung around these other two teams. And the reason I tell you that is that's where Summit matches up. So you go in the playoffs with Region 5 and Region 6. That's what we talked about in the pregame. The sweep to the right and absolutely nowhere. Brim Meyer and Maddox Reed and everybody. Maybe a gain of wood and it's going to be third down and seven. Yeah, you wonder, you know, you have a good, you bring up a good analogy. You bring up a great point when you think about that. And you, you never know in high school football, you know, the ride over here, what they're thinking. Every team is different. But it's interesting to think about how they've hung with those other teams to, you to know, halftime. To halftime. And, I mean, they haven't even – this. it's third and eight, and this is the best position they've been in so far. I mean, the Spartans look fantastic. So uh, it's exciting because of how good is Summit, you know? Davis looks left. It's third down. He needs seven. And, oh, that's going to be really close. I believe he's a yard short. The tackle made by Cotton. We'll see where they mark him. It's going to be very close. Yeah, and so far uh, you don't really see Cam Davis throwing a lot downfield it's been quick passes uh i think the biggest thing we've seen is like a 13 yard out but uh i thought they were going to throw upfield more and you know so far it's just not really happening for them it's not as the completed pass i believe to mosley is the first first down for hillwood now they're going to try the pot this is a pop pass and you got a holding penalty, I believe. They couldn't set the edge on the pop pass. And the backer goes back, and that's Brown, plays cornerback and also receiver. So it's holding. What will Coleman do? That's a loss of two right there. You take it back 10, or do you just keep it second and 12? You take it back 10 because you want to push them back as far as you can because your defense is playing off the charts right now. I mean, so far, Hillwood can't run the ball. And you have that little sweet pop pass that, that's just not working. Go ahead. Haven't been able to do it all year. That, I mean, that's the, that's the, that's the tape right. o- on Hillwood. Throw it with anyone. Mm-hmm. The, run, the running game has just not been there for Hillwood. It may be why they're in the fourth seed right now, two and two, in that region. And you think about some of the offensive line that the Spartans' defensive line has played. Columbia Central had a phenomenal offensive line. Franklin had a phenomenal offensive line. And they've done a great job. So you would think that this wouldn't be much of a test for our defensive line. And so far, I mean, they are eating up the Hilltoppers up front. The screen pass will go nowhere thanks to Trey Hunter. It goes back to. Trey Hunter, man, that's my man. I've been calling him out all year. You're laughing at me, but he has played off the charts this year, and I'm so happy for him, the senior. And uh, he's just eating them up. We saw him against Franklin. He had that D1 tackle that he went against, and it was a long night to block Trey Hunter, and it looks like he's going to have another all-Madden performance tonight. He, he's looking great. Well, it's third and 25 on the 18. So let's see what they do with three minutes left in the first. Flips it out to the left, and they're just going to get some of this yardage back. You needed 25 yards. You probably got mm, 12 or 13 of it. Uh, This is going to be a punt. And this is why – well, no, because it's third down now because of the penalty, and that's why he wanted to take it in the first place. So before it would have been, you know, second and 12, whatever, and now we're looking at third and 14, and – 
I, again, Spartans just look, their defense looks fantastic. And now it will be third down, as you mentioned, Matt, uh, on uh, 14 yards. So you'll need to get to the, about the 43, 44 yard line to get a first down. I'm assuming they're going to play off coverage here as Davis is going to throw it. Pressure up the middle and a lob, and he gets it up the seam, and it's completed over the 50-yard line. It will be to Gage Robinson. Yeah, and that's that's a big task to ask for number 17, Hayden, uh, Aiden Bird. That's the sophomore. You have him at free safety over there, and uh, it, it was his job to run all the way back across the field to cover that guy, and, and it just didn't look like he got there in time. So, you know, chalk a good play up for uh, Hillwood. That's another first down. So the, uh, not a little sloppy here on their second possession is Hillwood converted on a third and seven and a third and 14. That's long yardage. They continue to shake it off and continue to play as they're up-tempo. And literally, it looks to me like uh, Davis is content with just throwing those screens and letting the receivers do their thing. Yeah, and that's what uh, the defense for the Spartans is giving them right now. Uh, Melton went back to the 3-4 defense, which means Johnny Sloan goes out, and you got your three down linemen, your four backers, and then you're playing like a 3-4 cover two. So you got the two deep safeties. It looks like Summit's expecting them to continue to throw downfield because obviously they can't run. And, uh, I mean, Hillwood's taking what uh, Summit's given him. Yeah, he'll be out of the gun all night, Davis will, for Hillwood. He's going to hand off up the middle and nowhere. That's the running game. You want to try to get it established. If not, uh, McLaren uh, didn't go for many yards. But if you don't, you're you're not balanced. And you literally the defense could pin their ears back and go. Yeah, this is going to be a big drive for Hillwood. So they're on about the 37-yard line, knocking on the door of the red zone. And if they can't get in here, then Summit has a chance to, you know, really put a stamp on this game this early on. 50 seconds left in the first quarter, second down and 11 as Hillwood has a nice drive going on and another screen pass. And it's going to be tackled at the 30, and we got a flag, and that's probably going to be a horse collar tackle by Cotton. I don't like that call. I don't like that call at all because he grabbed him by his chest. I was about to say before that flag went up, I was about to say that's a really good tackle by Cotton. He grabbed him by the front of his jersey and pulled him down. They call it a face mask. mask. And and that was on the opposite side. We could not see that side. Okay. So it, it wasn't on Cotton. Cotton had a great tackle there. But this is really good for Hillwood because, again, if they don't score here, uh, you know, you can't call a game this early. But uh, we haven't seen Summit get up by two and three touchdowns and lose too many games, uh, especially to a team like this. So this is a big, big finish and a good opportunity for Hillwood to stay in this game. And then. This is the playoffs. If you're just tuning in to 101.7, we appreciate it. Summit Spartans football. The road team, Hillwood. Hillwood now is trying to do something, and they cannot do it. As Maddox Reed, they tried to run a draw that went for negative three. The defensive line is absolutely eating them up. So Melton's got to be happy about that. Uh, the D-line coach has to be happy about that. That's uh, big Brian Burnham. And uh, they couldn't be playing any better up front. The only thing we need is a little bit more pressure when they go to the pass, which I'm assuming they're going to do right here. 
with it being about second and uh, 13. So, big one right here. Big one for Hillwood to make something happen. We're at the end of one. 14 Summit, zero Hillwood. You're listening to Summit Spartans football on TriStar Sports Radio Network. It's the playoffs, and it's on TriStar Sports Radio. Stay tuned, TriStar Friday Night Live at the half comes your way at the end of this quarter as JP and Coach Mike run down the scores from around one of the playoffs. It's only on TriStar Friday Night Live at the half on TriStar Sports Radio Network. As Hillwood now driving, a nice drive for Hillwood, a personal foul penalty, two first downs. They're chunking it around the field, but now... Long, long distance for the first down as Hillwood, second and 13 on Summit's 18-yard line, started the second quarter, 14-0. Davis, the pocket passer. He's going to get it and zip it out again and missed tackle, another missed tackle, three missed tackles, but works his way back towards the inside to the defense. Brown will go to the 12. It's going to be third in about seven. I got to mention uh, Jesse Brimmeyer. He's been one of our favorite defensive linemen all year. How about him coming from the D-line, working his way all the way out to the sideline to potentially make a tackle there, man? That guy is a hustler. And this is what Hilltop uh, or, or Hillwood's going to want to do is they're going to want to sh- uh, throw those quick passes and try to make their athletes make plays, get their fast guys in space to potentially get broken tackles there and make something positive happen. And here we go, third down and seven, 11 minutes and 10 seconds left in the second quarter, and he's going to fling it and incomplete a big lick on the outside and a nice play by Gavin Wells, the linebacker. Gavin Wells come up with the pop, man, and he let him know that was a nice, nice stick right there. There is a flag on the field, and usually right around there it's a holding call, and uh, I would think Coleman would take it to back him up. What do you think? That is close because, well, if you're looking at statistics, yeah, you want to take it, but Hillwood's been converting on a third and 14 and a third and seven, and he's going to decline it and put put fourth down on them. Yeah. Uh, I don't know. I mean, you can go either way on that call. Hillwood, especially on this drive, they've been able to get seven, eight, nine yards, but they haven't been able to get 12 and 13 yards, so... I mean, I guess the way Coleman sees it is if they do complete a pass, then it would be fourth and three, but he'd rather take fourth and eight. That's the right call. You like how I talked myself into that right there? I just walked myself all the way through it. There you That's go. how my brain works. It drives my wife crazy. She's like, why don't Four? you just tell me up front? Why do you have to talk the whole way through it? You're convincing yourself it's right. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> fourth and seven on the 13. Here we go. Hillwood, shotgun, going to oh, throw it to the flats. It's going to be close, and I don't think he got it. I do not think he got it, and we have a flag. And hopefully this is not a like a personal foul face mask because the if, – If anything in our favor, it could be a hold on number 11, Jaquan Mosley for Hillwood. If not, I, yeah, Summit's clapping, so I think that might be on them. So it, it's the running back out of the backfield in the flats, McLaurin – and he is short of the marker. You needed seven 
He got about five. It's declined, go. and Summit will get the football turnover on downs. And as as if they already weren't deflated, now Hillwood is extremely discouraged because you're that close to scoring on Summit, and you need it because you're down by two. You know, you pretty much can't stop the offense. This could be really, really bad for Hillwood because I haven't seen him uh, get anything less than eight yards on the Summit offense. Well, eight-yard line is where Wade and company will start the third possession, 10-57, left in the second quarter. Summit leads 14-0. Off the right side, and no one's there. Cut back a zigzag run. Out to the 22 for Mr. King. I got to give props to Mason Richardson again at the right tackle. I mean, he is driving that guy 12 and 15 yards off the ball, and they're running right behind him. Here's the interesting thing. Typically, your starting right tackle is Ryan Smith. We thought he was going to come in after maybe a couple series of Mason, but Richardson's been playing so good you can't take him out. So maybe Coach is going to leave him in, and maybe this is the birth of something new for him because, I mean, he can't be playing any better right now. 10:49 in the second quarter. Summit 14, Hillwood 0. You're listening to Summit Spartans Football on TriStar Sports Radio Network. You're listening to Summit Spartans Football on the TriStar Sports Radio Network. Once again, here's Mike Eppley. Welcome back in as we have Summit leading 14-0 and two drives, two touchdowns starting on the eight on their third possession already out to the 20-yard line. So they're going to give King 12 yards on that run as Wade will set up in the shotgun. This is the first round of the playoffs going right and just following big Richardson and Richardson can't even find anybody leading the way and he goes down to the 36 a 16 yard run for King this is so great man to just watch smash mouth football you know Coleman's got to be happy I mean he said early on in the year if it was up to me I'd run the ball 90 percent of the time and that's exactly what they're doing why pass the ball when you can just run for almost six every single time the offensive line looks great, primarily the right side. And going in motion, and this will be a handoff and a whistle. It's going to go get Summit to back him up. Matt, what is it talking about when an offensive lineman gets to the second level, like you're seeing tonight? So the first level is your down lineman, the line of scrimmage. So your defensive line that primarily put their hands down on the line. Mm-hmm. And then the second level is where you're going to find your middle linebackers and your outside linebackers. And uh, those are the, obviously the guys standing up. The offensive line are getting to the second level. The running backs are getting to the second level with no problem. When linebackers and safeties are making tackles, that's really bad for the defense and really good for the offense. Second, or check that first and 15, and Wade's going to throw it, complete the Switzer. Switzer gets gang tackled, and they got four, maybe five, back to the uh, original line of scrimmage. It could probably be second and ten. Yeah, and this is one one thing. Uh, I just got back from uh, Dallas doing an event for Von Miller. He's you know he was an all star. I shouldn't say all star. He was a standout for Texas A and M when he played. He was one of the leading tacklers, and he back, bounced back and forth from defensive end and outside linebacker. So if your defensive lineman is making tackles on one of your top ta- uh, tacklers, 
that means your defense is really, really good. Again, you don't want one of your leading tacklers to be a safety because that means they're in the second and third level and they're driving on you. Summit will run it on second down and get maybe two yards for King. And now it will be a third down as it's third and eight. So a big play, and I wouldn't doubt it if they waggle Mr. Wade out and give him a run-pass option here. Absolutely. You know that they love RPOs, run-pass option, which means he's going to read the hole. He's going to read the defensive line. If the run is there, Wade will obviously take it. If not, he'll be throwing it. And he's going to run it, Wade. He's in the secondary. And here he comes down the right side. Wade just a-chucking down the sideline. And he's tiptoeing all his way (laughs) to the 23-yard line. It just looks so clean and smooth. It's almost like a butter knife cutting hot butter as he slices in and out. Again, great blocks up front by the offensive line. It was an RPO. He read that run. And, man, does he look like a gazelle running out there. It it really is. I'm trying not to overhype this thing, but i got to give it its props at the same time. Watching Destin Wade run the football is really a thing of beauty. And, oh, here's the good news. He's only a junior, and he's one of the best quarterbacks in the, in, in the state. 806, second quarter, Wade. Wade. Oh, the scissor play. <laughs> Remember this? And they're going to get it off the right side and down to about the 15 as Switzer will run it. Yeah, and if you're, uh, if you're Hillwood right now, you are praying for you know you need your defense to come up with a miracle turnover right here or else uh again i know it's early but it's pretty much all for not like you mentioned the hilltoppers are not a second half team they've been playing other teams tight especially primarily good teams tight and then they fall apart in the second half so if you're doing that in the first half when you're playing it tight, I mean, it's probably going to get a lot worse if you're trailing by three or four touchdowns. Right now, Hillwood's got to pick their poison as Wade's got all day to throw it to the end zone. Did he get it? And he's saying no. And they might have said Mr. Shake is out of bounds, and the back judge says no. No. Yeah, the uh, Summit fans do not like that call. The junior, Tanner Shake, he did catch the ball. It was in the back of the end zone. I'm not going to project whether the referees were right or wrong. I'm way too far away, but uh, it was a great catch, man. It was. He was on the back line, and the back judge is right there. Uh, so it's going to be third down and three on Hillwood's 15. And could we see Wade again? He had a big burst last time on a third and eight, and he ran for 39 yards. Nope, he's going to throw one across, or should I say up the seam, and it's a touchdown to Brady Pierce. And again, that's where the man coverage can kill you. It was Brady Pierce lined up in the slot on the left side, a simple slant route, wide open, nobody home in the middle, and that's another six for the Spartans. TD, baby. And what are they going to do? So they're going to try to fix this kicking situation. Is Crane's going to come out? And we'll see. Brady Pierce is going to be the holder, 740 in the second quarter. Kind of got to him. He's got enough. Good rebound. And there you go. And it's through. And now Summit leads 21-0 in the first round of the playoffs. You are listening to Summit Spartans football on TriStar Sports Radio Network. 
This is Summit Spartans Football on the TriStar Sports Radio Network. Welcome back in. 7.40, second quarter. First round of the playoffs. Mike Epley, Matt Rogers, here to give you coverage the whole way through. So, in the playoffs, you lose. What happens, Matt? You go home and you watch TV and you're sad and you're lonely and you're depressed and you drink pumpkin spice lattes from Starbucks as you're crying. There you go, 740. (laughs) Pumpkin spice, he says. And they got Uh the seam on the outside and no one is there. And a nice return all the way to Summit's 38-yard line. I had my whole line of what I was going to say, and that return just screwed it up because uh, it was all for naught for, for Hillwood. Hold everything. Uh-oh. There is a hold on Hillwood. That's not good for them. Where did it happen? That's what we're going to – it looks like it's at the 50, where the flag is down at the 50. The player, uh, McLaurin, went all the way to the 38, and it should be, yes, back to the 40 of Hillwood. Either way, the Spartans so far, they started out the first two series and you could not move an inch on them. In fact, I believe uh, I believe Hillwood went backwards. That last drive, it was kind of like a bend but don't break defense. I'm, I'm assuming we're going to see something the same, but here's my point. Hillwood got close to scoring to make it a game last series. They failed. This time, if they don't score... The game is pretty much over because Ooh, the Spartans oh. are going to start. Uh, or I'm sorry, you know, Hill, Hillwood. They're going to get the ball after halftime, and they need a score here to make this game uh, even within reach the possibilities. Well, <coughs> I was going to go ahead. I'll say uh, Rogers tried to run it and he didn't get anywhere. Actually, back to the line of scrimmage. And Brimmeyer makes the tackle. 7.06 left in the second quarter. It's second and 10 for Hillwood. So I don't expect too much running from Hillwood anymore. I mean, uh, you got the three down linemen, and it looks like they're going to stick with the 3-4 defense, cover two, get ready for the pass. That's a pick. And a high ball goes way across the field, tried to get it to his main target, Brown, and it went sailing over his head. That is a long throw from the right hash all the way to the left sideline. And dangerous. Uh, I thought that was going to be picked. Here's what's happening here. They have the cover two safeties, which means those safeties are about 15 yards off of the line of scrimmage. The slot receivers for Hillwood, which are the guys on the inside of the outside receivers, those are the slots, they're running about 5 and 10 yards routes. It's creating separation, which is why they're getting those short completions, and hopefully for Hillwood can turn it into more yards. Third and 10 on the 40. Davis, Davis sets back. He's going to try to run. He's not done this. Oh, and he got tattooed, and the ball's on the ground. What a hit, and it looked like a car collision out there. Jesse Brimmeyer made me hurt on that hit. What was happening is Cam Davis was scrambling, standing straight up. He's not the fastest quarterback, and he was definitely way too high. Brimmeyer completely tattooed him. He coughed the ball up, and, man, rip Cam Davis on that one, and they're definitely going to be punting. Yeah, 6-11 left in the second quarter, and he got demolished on the inside. He spun away and didn't see. That's kind of in your ear hole right there. So the punt thought about could be a fake, but this is going to be a nice punt. 
and whoa, get away with it. And they're going to give it to surely they're going to give it to Hillwood. Surely not. There's it, a late flag. And would that be catch interference? Would that not be catch interference? Yeah, the guy, I mean, I think so. The guy was right in his face when he tried to touch it. I mean, it looked like he got hit before he even touched the ball. The, I thought it hit the player's back. Sorry to cut you off. I thought it hit his back. Or yeah. The, the, the Hillwood's player's back. Let's see what they call here. This is yeah. interesting. Yeah. All right, so they C- did it's, it C- it's interference. Yeah. That was Catch that was interference. Clear. And Summit will keep the ball. And now, I always compare this. I've done this for years in a ca- like a caution light. Right now, Hillwood is is – we're at yellow. I mean, we're almost at red. It's uh, here's here's why. Summit, they've they've earned their stripes now. They're they're not a young team, or, or I mean, they're they're not a new team in terms of you know they've they've been here before. Here's my point: a team like Summit that gets a three or four touchdown lead early, they're not the type of team to choke or to blow it in the end. They've been here before, coaching off the charts. They have some of the best players in the state. So I'm just going to say it right now, the game is pretty much out of reach already for Hillwood, judging by what we've seen so far. And uh, I'm going to put the nail in the coffin if Summit is able to score right here. I just don't see it happening, you know, for for – for Hillwood to come back in the second half if they're down by four scores. Dippo ran it. The, we missed the first one, but the second one, Dippo comes across and runs it for almost eight, so that'll bring up third down and about two yards for Summit. Yeah, I mean, the running game is firing on all cylinders. You just see an outside sweep right there for Dippold, and uh, it's working. And it looks like they're going with a no huddle, like a hurry-up offense now. That's interesting. Yeah, the tempo, and Wade may go under center. Whoa, and we got a timeout here. And they're going to say Hillwood's going to say, hang on now. Yeah, smart yeah, timeout by the, Hillwood. The tempo, the tempo got us. But we'll take a commercial break. 449 second quarter, 21 for Summit, zero for Hillwood. You are listening to Summit Spartans Football, TriStar Sports Radio Network. Summit Spartan Playoff Football is on TriStar Sports Radio. And they're going to hand it to Dippold. He's got two blockers, bounces to the outside, down to the 37-yard line. So that's a first down. Hey, we'll have old Jim Petty on. Uh, Jimmy Petty, a good friend of mine, sponsors Summit uh, Spartans football. He'll be on at halftime, talk with us for a couple of minutes. Yeah, it's, uh, you know, you knew that Ryan Smith was going to get back in the game, so they took Richardson out. Ryan Smith is back in, and uh, you could just see Richardson itching on the sideline. So, Every, everything's working, man. There was another outside sweep for the Spartans, first down, and I'm sure we're going to see more of the run game here. Four minutes and 43 seconds, and here's the scissor play. This is about the third time tonight, and it's the third time this has worked, and literally they cannot stop. Summit is basically went in reverse the last two yards for Mr. King down to the 25-yard line. Down, down, kick. Down, down, kick. What does that mean? That means the right side down blocks, right guard down blocks, right tackle down blocks, and then the left side pulls and kicks out the end. It's working, man. You're going to run your counters, your sweeps, 
everything is working. Run up the middle, running the outside. The offensive line's completely dominating. Four minutes and 18 seconds left, and they'll hand off tackle. And literally, literally, 67, Cooper Cook pulls to the left. And Dippo, they're just running out there. They, Cooper Cook didn't have anyone to block. Down, down, kick. Down, down, kick. Down, down, kick. <laughs> that time they just switched it up. They went to the left side. Down block by Matt Mullen. Down block by Sam Jewell. Cooper Cook does what he does best. Rolls out. Puller. He's nasty. It was just, you know, follow follow Cooper anywhere you want to go because I guarantee you're going to win that battle every time. This is about as clean as you get for Summit football on the offense. Literally. 3.50 left until halftime. 21 zips the score. Wade gets it. He's going to fake it. He's going to throw it. Wade's got all day. To the corner. Got it. Touchdown. A big play by Snyder as he scores off the post. Graham Snyder comes from the front side, fakes to the inside post, and then he pulls it right back outside. Front corner of the end zone. No one was within five feet of him. Beautiful play for Destin Wade as he fakes the handoff to the left, which is a beautiful play action because everybody, including me, thought that they were going to run again to the left. Why wouldn't they? They fake it. Graham's wide open. Touchdown. Three minutes and 39 seconds. We'll see what Crane. We're going to need him down the road for sure. And he got another one. 28-0. to It is all summit in the first round. Who said they were off for a couple of weeks? Well, We'll be back in a second. You're listening to Summit Spartans Football on TriStar Sports Radio Network. It's the playoffs, and it's on TriStar Sports Radio. Welcome back in at Summit 28 Zip. 339 left, four drives, four touchdowns, and it's the Destin Wade and company show. It's not just Wade tonight, though, as I welcome back in Matt Rogers. Matt, I mean, you score again, you've got a running clock to start the second half in a first round of the playoffs. I didn't think we'd be in this position, especially with someone having so much time off, but man, it, this is just the... They couldn't play any better. Up front, they look fantastic. The running game is working, and I'm glad for Wade that he got a little bit of pass action right there, and they're just firing on all cylinders. And the return, and what, this is this is maybe the, the one negative for Summit right now as the return gets out to about the 35. Just want to let you guys know the playoffs are here, and TriStar Sports Radio has you covered. Join J.P. Plant and Coach Mike and our cast of dozens for TriStar's Friday Night Live. Tune in to the following after the game for the scores and bracket updates from all across Middle Tennessee and hear from those that were at the games. TriStar Friday Night Live covering the playoffs as they happen and reaction after the lights turn off. So they'll be, uh, you could join them. We're going to go with uh, Jimmy Petty to start halftime and then we'll go to uh, JP and uh, Coach Mike for sure as a, a little slant pattern gets up to the 48. So Davis keeps it chucking. That's 15 yards. Yeah, another 3-4 cover too. Like I said last time, those safeties are about 15 yards off the ball. So what works against this are your slants, what you saw here, and your quick hitches from the slot receivers. I presume we're going to see you know even more of that by Hillwood. Uh, if they have an, uh, an inkling of hope, they have to score right here. If not, 
it's uh, game over. Is it too soon to say uh, that? Is that bad? You flinched the, when I said that. Is yeah, that bad? I just don't like those predictions. But 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 if you're right, that's all that matters. Here's the pressure. Hunter. Oh, he spins away. He can't, he doesn't scramble much. Off the back foot and incomplete. Whoa, Hunter almost had him. Do I need to? So do I need to watch this? My first time announcing with you this year. Is it just too soon? Should just play more cautious. You just don't want to be the jinx. I mean, look. If you're if you're right. If you're the Houdini. If you're the if you're if you're the the guy. The psychic, you, you know it. Then. Remember when I called that touchdown the first game? That oh, was cool. I like that. Going back to the wheelhouse, I like it. My friends back home, though, here's the bad thing: okay. is they do call me the cooler because, like, <laughs> if I say something, it usually happens the opposite. Oh, so see, yeah, here we go. I'm the one that blows the game if they lose, right? Not happening. Second and ten on the 48, and the screen pass gets maybe a yard, but nice pursuit. Man, it's just not one defensive back. It's three defensive backs on that receiver now. Converging would be the word. Yeah, dark blue swarm for the Summit, Every or for the Spartans. Every single play we see, it's usually not one or two guys uh, tackling. It's usually three or four. So uh, not uh, not good for, uh, for Hillwood, but really good for the Spartans. Well, the- I think they're going to run this clock down. Two eighteen left until halftime. It's twenty-eight to zero, and they are because here's why: you're at the forty-nine yard line. You're probably not going to go for it unless you maybe you're fourth and one. You cannot give it back to Summit at the fifty. So you want to run some of this clock off. Uh, hopefully, it's not an incomplete pass for Hillwood. They're going to throw another quick pass, and now four yards short as Robinson cannot get there. I don't know. I mean, the the last drive for the Spartans was the longest drive, but I feel like the first two they might have scored in a minute or two, right? I mean, this is this is plenty of time. They're going to get the ball back right now with about a minute forty, minute forty five. I mean, the, you don't think Hillwood goes for this? I'm with, on I, I on the forty seven of Summit, it's fourth down and five on the forty seven. You're down four touchdowns, one minute and fifty five seconds. I would definitely go for it if I'm Hillwood. Here's why. Exactly what you said. You're already down by four scores. You yeah. need something. I don't want to give Summit the ball back with 155 to go down by five scores. And if I'm Hillwood, I've been making plays four, five, six yards. So if I'm going to get it, I, I, it's achievable for them depending on which defense uh, Summit comes out of. But I would definitely go for it if I'm the Hilltoppers and uh, I'm Coach Moore at this point. I think he goes for it. One minute and 55 seconds, that's the dilemma for Coach Melton. You would think and yep, th- they're going to elect to go with it with Davis. All six foot four, six five of Davis will be out there, and I guarantee you he'll be in the shotgun, which he's took almost every snap for Hillwood. Here's, so it's fourth and five. Here's the interesting thing. They're lining up in trips. The only other time they line up in this, they ran the ball. Well, here we go. Davis is going to throw it, sidearms it, pressure. Whoa! What a big lick by Jolly on the outside, and that hits the reverse button. Turnover. Jolly, the spark plug on defense. He's been doing this all year. Phenomenal read by Jolly. He had to eyeball the running back again, like I said, pre-snap. The only time they ran trips, they ran the football. Not going to run the football there. Jolly had his eyes on the running back who released out in the flat, and a phenomenal, phenomenal play by Jolly giving the Spartans the ball back. One minute and 50 seconds. In the second quarter, it's 28 to zip. You score here. you got a running clock to start the third. 
And they're going to elect to run it off the right side and just powers away. That's dippled for about eight. Yeah, and keep in mind the Spartans have all three timeouts. So the run's working. The offensive line is in sync. You got three timeouts. I mean, the, the Summit could not be teed up for a better first half. And here you go. They're going to hand it off underneath. Switzer. Switzer bounces it to the left, and he gets to the 39-yard line, a gain of six, first down. Switzer with the scissors. If you hear the crowd yelling, (laughs) that's Richardson's family in front of us. He's playing off the charts tonight. You remember that movie, The Blind Side, where Big Michael Orr drives that kid out and parries him over the fence? I've already seen Richardson do that like three or four times, so you can hear his pops in front of us super excited. And keep in mind... He was the one, uh, he's got the electric mullet that we were talking about. He's got that long hair. He looks like a Greek god flying out or out there, doesn't he, Epley? <laughs> yeah, he's filled in great off the right side. Richardson was the guy they plugged in on the le- on the defense, on the defensive line, and they moved him out to the right tackle position, and he's done very well. He, I mean, yes, he looks like a rock star for yeah. sure. 121 left until halftime. You're at the th- you need 39 yards, and you got to run and clock, and this game could be adios in no time. And this is really shocking Hillwood because, once again, I'm not going to beat a dead horse. Hillwood played to Gallatin and Beach, and they're the one and two on the other side of Summit. So Wade across the middle. Wade gets the slant, and he could go, and he does. Brady wow. Pierce, and boom with – 34 to nothing. Here's what I love. The last touchdown he threw to Brady. It was a slant from the slot coming back that way. All Coach Coach Coleman did was flip it. If you're going to run man coverage on Brady Pierce, you're probably not going to win too often, and that is evidence of it right there. Beautiful quick slant, wide open, green pastures all the way to the end zone. Five touchdown lead. For the Spartans in the first half, let the running clock begin. Babe, if you're listening, warm the dinner because Daddy's coming home early tonight. Okay, and he's going to say it again. 35 to zip is the score. Nice work by Crane. We'll stay here with 113 left. Just to give you an idea, Brady Pierce, Brady's about almost six foot tall at 190. Not a bad size, you know, but Caleb Jolly, another receiver, is 6'4", 200 pounds. These guys are built to be big on the outside, and it's good to see everyone healthy. We haven't seen a lot of Pierce. We haven't seen a lot of Jolly. And now this rest, one game in one month, and you got everybody healthy besides Keaton Wade. Yeah, this, they just they couldn't be in a better position. It's so exciting. You know, I, I just it seems like yesterday you and I first sat down here and talking about we're excited they're going to make this state run. How good are they going to be? How healthy are they going to be? We had a lot of injuries starting out at the beginning of the season. Go ahead. No, I was going to ask you this. Uh, this is Most of these guys are back from the state championship team. How much does experience play into this when you know you've, you've been there, you've seen this before? Uh, uh, it, it's priceless. Okay. It's absolutely priceless. When you have a team that has, you know, one of my favorite sayings is you you don't tell a leader by the medals on their chest. You can tell a leader by the scars on their back. And these Spartans, they've been in war. They got scars on their back. They've been there before. And the fact that most of them are juniors is even more exciting because it's like, what does next year look like? You know what I mean? So it's cool, like I was saying it's priceless that they've that they have this experience because, I mean, 
the, the sky's the limit for these guys in the future. And you, like we always say, you know, you want to stay healthy. Well, with the exception of, uh, of, of, of Keaton Wade and Austin Harvey. Mm, that's it. You couldn't be any better. They look phenomenal. They're fresh. I mean, I, I want to bite my tongue a little bit saying this. From a football standpoint, COVID has been great for Summit because it's kept them healthy and resting and you know i mean that no disrespect for people because i know people are struggling with that but from a football health standpoint and and keeping your players fresh it's played out perfectly for summit and an interception jolly on the left wow. as he picks one off he's going for six and he got it Holy. caleb jolly 42 nothing or 41 pending the extra point and Whoa. can i say it now can i call it now Epley, well, this, would be, this would be your third time calling it. <laughs> so you could tell her, tell her to warm up the dinner. Look, at, I feel bad for Hillwood right now. You know, the last time they played him, they lost 42-6, to and it's going to be 42-0 in the first half. The, the song that's playing for them right now is, Who can say what I let it all? I let it all. It's pretty much over. Sorry. Had to throw that in there. That's from yours truly, your <laughs> finalist from the American Idol. But by the way, why'd you vote for Fantasia over me? I, it I still hurts my sorry, feelings. I had to. <laughs> 102 left. It is 42 to zip, and we will have a running clock, so we could be going home early tonight. But with that being said, you talked about the experience. It's all Summit, 100% Summit. Um. Wow. They got you speechless, don't they? Yeah, 102 left, 42 zip. Well, you know, Epley, this is about as good as it gets for the Summit Spartans in terms of we are in the first round of the playoffs. We haven't played in a month. We're going to start the second half, and we're just going to put in all of our backups. I mean, how great is that? And here's what you got to think about, and this is true. You just said – how big of an impact and how important is it that they have experience? It's priceless. And they're juniors. Here's what's going to happen in the second half. Now your sophomores are getting experience in a playoff game. There's not too many high school teams in the nation, the entire nation, that can say that. I mean, you can count on one or two hands the amount of high school football teams that can play sophomores in playoffs, and Summit is one of them. That is a gift because what you're doing is you're setting the foundation for the future. You're getting these guys reps. I mean, I barely knew how to tie my by my cleats when I was a sophomore, never mind getting in a state yeah. playoff run. And that's what these guys are doing. It's I good mean, for experience. Oh, for sure. it's unbelievable. You know, you have, um, you have Aiden Bird, a sophomore, starting – at safety mm-hmm. and getting, I mean, that's, it's priceless. And it's just, it, it, the good is getting gooder for Summit football in the future. 48 seconds, and there's a hold, and you would think uh, from Hillwood's perspective, just, just to take it and then, you know, re- reevaluate it, come back out, because that's going to back uh, Hillwood to the 25 yard line. 42 zips to score. 48 seconds left until halftime. And we are waiting the uh, passing game to see what Davis 
is going to do as Davis will hand up the middle, and Jeez. that's going to go nowhere. And we should be entering close to halftime. There could be uh, – it looks like there's about a two-second disparity here between the play clock and game clock. So, <laughs> it looks like Hillwood will have to run one more, and then we'll break to halftime, come back. Jim, Jimmy Petty will join us just for a couple of minutes, and we will head you, you, to the you, third quarter. You want to know the difference between – a good old southern country boy like Coleman and uh, you know what. West oh, we got Coast a fumble. Coast. We got a fumble on the play, and that would have been a disaster at the 20, and that's that's going to go take us to halftime. Go ahead, Matt. Here's gonna, and an OG meathead from California like myself is if I was the head coach, and this is true, this is where I grew up. I, I coached football at Mission Viejo High School in, uh, in Mission Viejo, California, and we made a great run with Mark Sanchez and some guys back in the day, but – if I was in this position, I would have used my three timeouts and got the ball back and went up 49-0 at halftime. Does that make me a bad person? Kind of. It does? Kind of. I mean, one of my favorite things. No, say, well, look at, the, you, you, there's coaches who did it. So we'll take a commercial break. We'll be back <laughs> in about 30 seconds. We'll bring Jimmy Petty on, one of the sponsors here for Summit uh, Sports. We're at halftime, 42 to zip is the score. You are listening to Summit Spartans football on TriStar Sports Radio Network. You're listening to Summit Spartans Football on the TriStar Sports Radio Network. Once again, here's Mike Eppley. They've scored a touchdown and with an interception late uh, by Jolly, 42-0. Not what most people predicted. Uh, Hillwood coming in had a great, good offense, a nice passing attack. Uh, just hasn't come to fruition here. One long drive. The rest have been three and out or a turnover. So not the way Hillwood wanted it to go. Uh, the second drive looked promising, but besides that, um, that's about it. We'll turn over to uh, Jimmy Petty. Jimmy, how's your thing going, man? Pretty good. How are you, Mike? I'm doing good. Uh, J- Jimmy Petty's one of the newer sponsors here for Summit as we uh, come on to 101.7 TriStar Sports Radio Network. You picked up. You said, you know, I want to be a part of this broadcast. What kind of le- led you to down that road where you're part of the broadcast and sponsorship of Summit Sports? I like what they're doing here. It's a the nice new stadium. Uh, the team's great. I think I feel like I've seen probably uh, three games with the offense. In this first half, so, right? Uh, just glad to be a part of it. Love the area. So, so talk about what and, and, and you've been in the real, the real estate market. Uh, you, where you've got to, you know, sometimes people uh, want to do like FaceTime videos of houses, or they, you know, they'll set out masks and make you, uh, you know, put sanitizer in your hands and they walk through the house. But so there's there's some precautions we take now, but. The market's great, especially Spring Hill, Columbia. I mean, they're uh, selling like crazy right now, so uh, it hasn't really hurt in that sense. So how, how do they get to you? How do they – I mean, I, they hear a couple commercials play, but now you're live and you're in person. So, you know, what do you want to tell maybe the listeners? I mean, we have the Nashville market, the Murray County market, Williamson County market. What, what can you kind of tell the listeners to, for, for you or where to go to find what you do? Yeah, well, I want to say that I know realtors are a dime a dozen, but if, if you look at my reviews, um, everybody I work with, it's more about 
helping you out than a paycheck. And uh, if it's something that if you have a house that I don't think I can sell, I won't do it. I want to do what's right for you. And uh, if and if you want to talk and mm-hmm. you know I, I can help you out. Um, if you want to reach me, my number six one five two one zero four nine nine four. And then I've got NashvillePlace.com. You can log on. Uh, we've got market updates. We've got uh, searches you can set up that are instantaneous to your phone. Uh, and we're no pressure, uh, you know, real estate staff. We don't, you know, we, we want to help you out, but we're not going to hound you and send you a bunch of emails or call you. But when we can help, we definitely will. Is this service seven days a week on the clock, or how does that work? If somebody, you know, gets into one of these websites, how fast do you get back to them and set things up? Can, can, can they go seven days a week on this? If you reach out by phone or even on the website, we do it within 10 minutes. We're there. I mean, we're not going to hound you, but we're there when you need us. Uh, as soon as you, you need a tour house or you have a question, we are definitely going to pick up the phone, especially me. Um, I'll, I'll be the main person you'll contact. And uh, I've got other agents too, but uh, I, I primarily work this area, so you'll most definitely be talking to me in the beginning. So, um, yeah, it, it's pretty instantaneous. But So yeah. somebody's selling the house. How much is, is, is prices going up? I mean, and now with the COVID situation, is it still selling pretty much at the market? We saw that huge spike in this area, Williamson County, Davidson County, even Murray County, all these spikes that they're having. I saw a number in October. We're up 5% from last year in Middle Tennessee. It's not, it's not slowing down at all. And, you know, there, if anything, there's less uh, homes on the market. So if you did want to list, I mean, you'd, uh, you'd be out there – not amongst a lot of competitors. Plus, you know, with the low interest rates and things going on right now, it's it's uh it's kind of a feeding frenzy. So, uh, if, if you get a house that you want to sell, or looking to buy a new one, we can definitely help you out. That's Jimmy Petty. He's he's one of the sponsors here for Summit. We appreciate him uh, joining us live here at halftime. Jimmy, give him all all the information how to how to get you, how to contact you again with email and the phone. Yeah, you can reach me at Jimmy at NashvillePlace.com. Uh, go to the nationalplace.com website, log in, um, uh, reach me through there as well. And then also you can call me directly at 615-210-4994. Again, 615-210-4994. We appreciate the business, and I know Summit does too. We appreciate you coming on. We're at halftime here. It's 42-0 to in the first round as Summit leads Hillwood. You are listening to Summit Spartans Football on TriStar Sports Radio Network. Summit Spartans Playoff Football on the TriStar Sports Radio Network is brought to you in part by Parks Motor Sales, Holland's Pharmacy, Sands Fence Company, The Garbage Man, Davis Heating and Cooling, Columbia Chrysler Dodge Jeep Ram, Murray Regional, Browns Body Shop, Quick Marts, Ten Pin Alley, Right Care, Columbia Kubota, Game Time Sports, Beck Dental and by Jimmy Petty Benchmark Realty. Halftime is over. Summit Spartans playoff football continues live from Spring Hill. Here's Mike Epley. Welcome back in, everyone. We've got about five minutes left to start the second half. It's been all Summit, 42 to 0 is the score. Summit, five possessions, six touchdowns. Basically, Wade running, Wade passing, Dippold running, Switzer running, King running, Pierce catching. You kind of get the point. Once again, Coach Coleman's got to be really pleased from his offense. It was on target. I would rate it. We did these ratings to start. Coach Coleman went through B, B minus, gave every unit a B or B minus. This is A plus. This is this is Wade's 
team, but a great cast of players around him and the offensive line. We've talked about that all night. From the defensive side, Hillwood just couldn't really get anything going. There's a three and out to start the game. There was a long drive where Hillwood did really well in converting third down plays, a third and 14, a third and seven, so long uh, yardages, but both converted, and they get to the red zone. They go for it on fourth and seven and can't get it. They try a little flip pass out to the right. Davis throws one and just a little bit short. There went another possession, three and out, another three and out. There's an interception. Ran the ball to end the half. It will be a running clock to start the second half. We'll bring Matt back in. Matt, didn't mean to steal your thunder. You've talked about a lot of this all night from the offensive and defensive. That one drive, the defense looked a little out of sync, but you talked about the adjustments Melton was was making. But overall, a pretty good first half for some. Yeah, they uh, they've just done a really good job defensively and uh, you know creating mismatches, creating confusion or creating confusion. Sorry. Uh, on the defensive side of the ball. The the one thing that Hillwood can do against this defense is they can throw the short pass and get their athletes the ball in space to hopefully make Summit miss tackles and get their guy in the open field to, to get those yak yards. We call them yak for YAC, yards after the catch. Uh, I'm assuming that's what they want to do, and that's what they came out doing. Here's the challenge for Hillwood is they probably didn't expect Summit to tackle so well. Sure. And the the tackling, and like you said, I mean, for Summit, I'm a realist. I don't want to overhype something that's not happening, and I don't want to dumb something down just to make somebody feel better. Here's what's happening is Summit's putting on a textbook clinic for what high school football is supposed to look like, especially for the first round of playoffs, and you got to give them their credit. I haven't seen too many times football played this well in the first round of the playoffs, especially if you're a team that hasn't played a game in, in, in a whole month, in four weeks. And you have the bullseye on from and last year. 100%. So it, it's, it's good. The yeah. interesting thing is when you go back, with the exception for, for Summit, with the exception of the first game against Indy, where they threw for 212 yards against the Spartan defense. The entire year, the largest offense to pass on them was Franklin at only 133 yards. So the Summit defense hasn't played against an offense that can really throw the ball on them. And Hillwood came in expecting to throw the ball, and it's been a shocker for him. So I kind of feel like... We've slept a little bit on this Summit pass defense. We haven't talked about it really at all, and they've done a really, really good job. Again, the last five games that Summit has played on the field, they've only given up. Think about this. In five games, their defense has only given up just over 500 yards passing. They've only had two passing touchdowns on them, and they've had five interceptions going into tonight's game. And then, of course, the one Jolly had for the pick six makes six interceptions. So the Summit defense either hasn't been tested in the air or they're really, really good. We're about to face some really, really good teams, so I guess that remains to be seen. But you you got to give them credit 
because they've really shut down the passing attack. Hillwood Hilltoppers, five games this year. Glencliff, they won 66 to zip. Hunters Lane defeated Hunters Lane by 13, defeated Cheatham County by 43 points, stayed in the ball game uh, with Beach and Hillsboro. So Hill, I'm sorry, Hillwood stayed in with Hillsboro and Beach. So w- w- t- until halftime. So once again, I think you hit the nail on the head here, Matt. Uh, Summit has played a flawless game. You know, it's it's one of those games where you got to you got to give credit where credit's due. Uh, Hillwood comes in. He's even I thought I got the report, heard from multiple people. They throw the football and they they're doing it. But if you tackle in space, what the offense we're seeing not down the field and it's more sideline to sideline throws. If you do that, you negate what a lot of the a lot of what Hillwood wants to do in the offense, and that's what Coach Melton's done uh, for Summit. Yeah, I don't think anybody, anybody on either, if you're a Hillwood fan or a Summit fan, I don't think anybody expected this. I expected Hillwood to throw the ball a lot more. To be honest with you, I didn't expect Summit's defense to play this good. So hats off to Coach Melton, the defensive coordinator for the Spartans. Hats off to the defensive line that have been putting pressure on them. And, and hats off to the defensive backs who have gotten turnovers, big hits, uh, interceptions. So moving forward for the second half, I, I, I expect uh, Hillwood to throw the ball pretty much almost every play. And I do expect them to be able to move the ball more. I won't be surprised if they get a touchdown or two or a score or two. Um, but again, 42-0 running clock. I don't see them being able to pull out a victory. And that's the score, 42 to zip. We'll take a 30-second commercial break. When we come back, the third quarter will be here on 101.7. You're listening to Summit Spartans Football on TriStar Sports Radio Network. You're listening to Summit Spartans Football on the TriStar Sports Radio Network. Once again, here's Mike Eppley. Welcome back in. Start of the third quarter, 101.7. We appreciate it. TriStarSportsRadio.com. Matt Rogers joining me as well. 42 to zips the score. I want to remind you, the playoffs are here, and TriStar Sports Radio has you covered. Join JP, Coach Mike, and the cast of dozens for TriStar Friday Night Live. Tune into the following. After our game for the scores and bracket. Updates from all across Middle Tennessee and hear from those that were at the games. TriStar Friday Night Live covering the playoffs as it happens and reaction after the lights turn off. So good luck to those guys. Going to have a busy couple weeks. JP and Coach Mike, we appreciate it always. And I know a lot of people do listening in. Cooper Hall, I do want to say he uh, would be remiss. Uh, Cooper Hall kicked the ball on after the last score, and it was a touchback. So, once again, you're improving from that side as well, and Cooper Hall will get the assignment to go back at the 40-yard line. 12 minutes up on the clock, and it will be returned at about the 9 for 
Hillwood up to the 30 and 32. Caught my breath because the ball's on the ground. The ball is on the ground, but it stays with Hillwood. And it was, uh, I believe, trying to get the returner on that, I believe. McLaurin, I believe, was the returner. And we have an injured player, Matt. It looks looks like like, he's just stretching, though. Yeah. I don't know. Because a a player's holding his leg up, which uh, one of the other Spartan players is is holding his teammate's leg up. Looked like he was stretching. That's weird. You don't see that too often. So now, as you come back, you're, you're 40. You got a cushion, a big cushion, right? Mm-hmm. But but now, as you know, you've you've got to play next week. Uh, injuries could be a factor here. What are you looking to do, though, if you're Coach Melton? I mean, I know you still want the crisp, open tackling that as they're doing all night, as good as they're doing all night. But what else would you want to see from the defense? Is there anything else? Maybe a a need or something you would like to see? Uh, I, the little things and the, the, that, that's it right there. The little things, tackling, lining up, right. And playing hard. You, you know, you, you've heard the cliche, regardless of what the score is at halftime, we're going to come out and we're going to play like it's zero to zero. You know, we, you always say that, but you do, you want to play, uh, you want to keep that tempo going because here's why. You don't want to let up because it's when you're not going hard is when dumb injuries happen. So you want to be going full speed. And, again, this is a chance for the young guys to step up and get some experience and make some plays against a really good Hillwood team. I mean, these guys can pass the ball. They've put up points. I mean, they threw down 66 in two games. They had over 100 points, if I'm correct, right? And you combine their two highest scoring games. So this team could put up points. And you want to get your young guys in there, which, as you can see, they're already doing. And to do the little things, make tackles, line up right, and play full speed. Yeah, I mean, Lauren ran it for about four yards, uh, 10 minutes and 42 seconds left in the third as we just start the second half here. And under center, this may be one of the only times I've ever seen or heard of the offense being under center. Uh, Talking to a couple of uh, Hillwood uh, coaches before the game. A lot of this work, you know, is, is, I mean, it's been well documented. It's run out of the gun. And another handoff will go for about three yards, same ball carrier. So it will be third and about three on the 41 of Hillwood. Yeah, it's strange to uh, to see him run back-to-back here because here's the thing. It, it's You find yourself down 42-0 to zero in a football game. I've been there before. I played football my whole life. When you're in the regular season, you you want to keep your players healthy so you can go into the next game. This okay. is different. You know, I mean, you lose, you go home. So you still have to play with the mentality of let's come back and win this game. Let's do the impossible. Let's shock the world. So I'm surprised to see Hillwood not throwing the ball more. Of course, they're going to do it right here. And pressure, and down he goes. And the ball's, down, ball's on the ground. It's Trey. Hunter came off the left side and kaboom in the backfield. That's right. The beast mode number four, six foot three or six foot zero, 225 coming off of the edge. Trey has been a key part of this defensive line all year, and he does it again right there. Hills, uh, Hillwood dodged a bullet by not turning the ball over because he did cough up the fumble. And I mean, that's not what you want to see three and out coming, uh, coming out of this game for, for the Hilltoppers and, uh, 
Not good. And the ball will go out of bounds at about the 38 of Summit. And we'll take a commercial break. We'll get it in quick because the ball, and it's going to go fast. We'll be back. You're listening to Summit Spartans Football on TriStar Sports Radio Network. Summit Spartan Playoff Football is on TriStar Sports Radio. Welcome back in. As Wade's still the quarterback, and he'll hand to Dipple, and Dipple will go for seven. Mike Epley, Matt Rogers on the call here for Summit Spartans as he's trying to get back to the state championship in Cookville, Tennessee. Mm-hmm. And this is a good start. This is step one. You got to go up a couple more, though. Step one couldn't have started out any better. I highly doubt we'll see Summit throw the football, especially when they're running the football as well as they are. There's no need to, to, to throw it, but. You know, it, I'm, I'm going to say that's the first carry for Works all year. That was the first carry, and it was a Canada Works. That was his first carry. Well, I really? believe. I believe so. It, he ran the, a sweep there. It's good to see him get. He's been out there. I've seen him a couple of times. I just I'm trying to, re, and I know it's been a while since we broadcasted a football game, but he he took that carry. Didn't get much on the carry. Maybe lost one, but now it's third down. Well, he's uh, he's uh, Summit's second year starter, a senior, and his primary position is cornerback. And I know that early on, um, coach Coach Coleman said that he wants to get Canada more work on offense. I thought it was going to be as a receiver, but for him to carry the ball there, you know, good for him. He's getting into some. Uh, well, they ran him out of that, that slot formation. Where, oh, they did that where, sweep. Yeah, yeah, where you see him now. It wasn't a pop pass. I mean, it's the same deal coming from the quarterback. Is it was third and five on the forty-five yard line. I do want to catch you up. Switzer just ran it for seven yards, and now we are across midfield to the forty-nine of Hillwood. Six minutes twenty-seven seconds. Is off the left side. Here comes Dippold. Now the question is this: When Dippold's running with the injuries he's had all year, some of these other guys, you get six from Dippold. When do you pull? When do you pull them? Because you're going to need every all hands on deck, as they say, against a Gallatin or Columbia. The next round, the beaches of the world, to continue to go to your ultimate goal of the state championship. So typically, coaches like to have their starters in for at least the first series of the second half when you're up this much, uh, especially when the clock is running, just to solidify the victory. Because it is football. You never know what's going to happen, like right there. A handoff to Dippo, and he gets blown up as soon as he got the ball, put it on the ground. It's a loss of six. Now it's going to be third down and nine. So what I was going to say is you never know what's going to happen in football. Anything can happen. What you want to do a lot of the times is keep your starters in for the first series just to solidify the clock in the game, then take them out. If the starters are still in the game after this drive, I think that's a mistake. The only reason I ask that is he took the starters out. I know it's the playoffs, and I guess that's where you're coming from. Up 21, and, and Wade was out in the second half. Right. But you get it. You you, you got you want you, you don't have you're at a point of no return here. I mean, you lose. Like I said, you're, you're going home. We mentioned it. Wade oh, and gets hit see, like as that. he tried to throw a hail mary to the end zone. He fumbles the football and it's Hillwood's ball. 
I don't know how you felt, but my stomach clutched a little right there because Ryan Smith, the right tackle, was blocking. I don't know who the defensive end was for Hillwood. Forgive me. But the defensive end was fighting offensive lineman, ended up breaking away from him, and put a nice hit on the arm of Destin Wade. That's where you're like, oh, why is he in? God forbid something happens. Thank God he's okay. But that's the what if and why it's like get him out. Here's the interesting thing. Austin Harvey, the backup quarterback, is out. So I don't know who goes in for Wade. They got. They have a couple options, and we'll see that on the next drive. We do know that uh, number thirty-five, Davis Sane, is in the game now. Uh, some of the players are coming in. Brady Hendricks is in as well. Uh, as they're subbing out a lot of the players, as you said, gets playing time for Summit as the screen pass goes for three yards. And um, and I will say, Cam Davis still in here. Uh, Davis. Once again, you'll see him next year. He's a good passing quarterback. He's thrown for some yardage, and he's uh, the class of 2022. There we go. Sorry, I was trying to get a uh, a number right there on the defensive. Uh, three back. minutes, three minutes and thirteen seconds as we're going warp speed here through the third quarter. Another handoff goes for about three yards. It will bring up third and three for Hillwood. McLaurin and the runner to about the 42. Okay, so it's it's obvious here that uh, Hillwood knows they can't win the game, so they're just running they're just running their offense. Nothing good or bad about that. There's nothing you can do. So you're going to run your offense. You're going to run the ball. You're going to pass yep. the ball. You're going to try to put you know one or two touchdowns on there and. Um, to get that under your belt. So there's no philosophy or there's no game plan at this point that you can do to, to hopefully win the game. And another screen to the outside and back and forth he goes. And that will be McLaren again is he's really been the main guy for Hillwood. So nice gain there on the, from the 42 down to the 25 of Summit. Let me ask you this. If for some reason Hillwood comes back and has some, a couple plays and gets some quick scores and it's 42-21, something like that, does the clock go back to stopping or does it keep running? Yeah, we'll stop. Or, no, it stops. You, you have to be at 35 or above. 35 or above, okay. And a timeout, we'll have to take one as well. 153 left in the third quarter. Timeout Summit is Coach Melton's going to talk to the defense. Some of the players, this is their first drive here in the playoffs. So we'll see how it goes. 42 to zips the score. You're listening to Summit Spartans Football on TriStar Sports Radio Network. You're listening to Summit Spartans Football on the TriStar Sports Radio Network. Once again, here's Mike Eppley. Welcome back is Hillwood driving on their second possession of the third quarter. 140 left in the third. A run off the le- a right side, should I say, down to the 21-yard line of Summit. The lead, 42 to zip. So Hillwood's been in this position before, earlier on in the first half, where they were uh, just inside of the red zone. They came up short. I'm suspecting here that... Uh, Hillwood plans on, on, on scoring this. We have 
most of the backup for Summit in, so they should be able to punch this in, you would think. We'll try to get some of the names, too, as, as some of the players uh, in the coverage, and they're going to throw it to the outside. It's juggled, and they're going to say it's a touchdown. So there you go. I mean, that's what uh, Cam Davis came in to do tonight. Cam Davis is the starting quarterback for the Hilltoppers. He's, he's had a great year. He's, he's huge. He's tall, 6'5", 6'6", can see the pocket well. And that was a uh, 25, 26-yard dot uh, right in the back of the uh, end zone for the touchdown. And uh, basically, the receiver ran a post corner Brown, route. Brown, Brown. Yeah. Brown, yeah. He started on the left side, post to the inside. Once that safety bites on the post, then he breaks to the corner, and that's called the post corner route. And it worked for the Hilltoppers to finally put him on the board tonight. And the extra point is low and no good. It is not good and 101 left in the third we'll take a commercial break and we'll be back here it's 42 to 6 summit leads you're listening to summit spartans football on tristar sports radio network summit spartan playoff football is on tristar sports radio From Hillwood, as you're listening to 101.7, we appreciate it. As always, Summit Spartan football is now with 42 seconds uh, left uh, in this third quarter. It's 42 to 6. We're probably going to take another quick commercial because if it stays here, we'll be wide open in the fourth quarter. So right now, we have, and I'll get confirmation on this. I'm not sure why the clock is stopping. Let's see here. Okay. So right now we have Gallatin and Columbia tied at seven with two minutes and 30 seconds left in the third, fourth quarter. No, really? How did they get faster than, than this game? That's incredible. That is the word from the source from back in the studio. How does that play out in terms of a home game next week? We'll tell you about that later. Kerouac. You saving that? Was that Kerouac? Is in. Kerouac, who, uh, yeah, who's carried the ball, I would say more than any tailback or just as much. And we will see. Uh, one, yeah, out to the 31-yard line. Nice run for Kerouac. Nine yards. So it's good to see him back as we'll uh, end this quarter, and it's 42-6. to six. So we'll come back. We've got one quarter left, and then to the second round, Summit will go. You're listening to Summit Spartans Football on TriStar Sports Radio Network. Welcome back in. We You're listening to Summit here. Spartans Football. Twelve minutes left. Fourth quarter action, 101.7, Mike Epley and Matt Rogers. And it's all Summit here, and Wade is still in. I don't know about that call. Now, the defense was subbed in and out, but the offense, is you got Kerouac in, got nine yards on the first carry, goes back two, so now it's third down and three. So here's what you got to do if you're keeping Destin Wade in the game. I don't know. I'm not a coach on the team. 
Uh, you still have your starting offensive line in, and you have your starting uh, quarterback in. Get the ball out of the quarterback's hand as fast as possible. Quick handoffs, please. Fast. So you're looking to next week. Let's talk about next week. So the winner of this game that we just told you guys about, Gallatin and Columbia. And hold up, and he's off to the races up to midfield. It was a third and three from the 29, a 21-yard burst for Kerouac. So let's get back to this. Columbia has the ball tied at seven with around two minutes. I don't know where the ball is. Columbia's got it. The winner will come to the Summit Spartans. They're coming here regardless? They're coming here. Interesting. Y- y'all, y'all do it different in uh, in Tennessee than we used to do it in California. And you like how I'm already saying y'all? See what you've done to me, Epley? I didn't do that. So the way we do it back there, and, you know, it's probably the California mentality, make sure everybody gets a fair shot, right? But uh, here's what they do. If you have a home game the first round and someone else has an away game, then if the away team wins – then they get the home game regardless of a seed. Does that make sense? Yes. They do it different here? So what they're going to do here, yes, you have four, as I explained, you have four seeds from Region 5. You have four seeds from Region 6. You are paired with those those two regions, basically intertwined, as Kerouac on a second and one goes for about seven after Switzer ran it for for nine, 9.50 left. So let me explain. Summit's the number one seed, Page, Columbia, Lincoln County. On the other side, Region 6, Beach, Gallatin, Hillsboro, Hillwood. Hillwood's four, Summit's one. Cross it. So Columbia will be three and go to Gallatin at two. Since Gallatin is a two seed, remember we got to scratch Shelbyville. Shelbyville was the two, but the infraction, or should I call it the altercation on the field, they're out of the playoffs this year. So you push up these teams. Columbia beat three, Gallatin's two. Summit is still a higher seed. You're going there. So it's all about seeding. Yeah. So we'll see. Which is the way it should be. It is. All about seeding. Again, I'm, I'm getting accustomed to, you know, life in the South. Love it. Moved here for that exact reason. And I like the way you do things, Epley. I like the way you all do things around here. And I think I'm going to stay a while. And I hope that's okay. We love having you, Matt. We appreciate you love and your family. And- if I was back in California, I would not be announcing high school football because everything is shut down. But not here. Not in Tennessee. Not in the South. Not in the South, baby, where everything happens. It's just better. Love it. Love it here. Kerouac's running for five yards, and hopefully we can get the um, the full st- stats after the game. I know we got live coverage. Justin somewhere there, and Matt's got connections too to get it for us. So hopefully we'll get to see how much really that Summit put on uh, Hillwood. As you have an offsides uh, in the interior uh, of Hillwood, but as we mentioned, Columbia is hanging tough with Gallatin. I have a thought on why the starters are still in. And maybe I have to humbly correct myself a little bit. The Spartans have only played six games this year. Many of the games they've been up so much that the starters get pulled. 
maybe Coleman says, look, man, it's high school football. These kids only get one high school football career. I'm going to let the kids play football. Well, he that, didn't for the defense, but he is for the offense. Could be. Uh, I'm just I'm, yeah. I'm wondering because, I mean, at the end of the day, you know, the 15, 16, you know, a couple 17-year-olds maybe, let the kids play football. I don't know. I'm, again, talking to myself out loud. Maybe that could be it. Third and 10 on the 36. Switzer runs a scissors play. Say that a bunch. Gets nine yards, but we got a flag on the play, so we'll see if it, we go back. Kuna comes in, uh, the sophomore. So he's going to enter in for Switzer. Switzer's night is over with seven minutes left in the game. It's 42-6 to six is the score, 42-6 Summit, and we're going to wait to see who pulls this nail-biter out in Gallatin. Columbia have to go, had to travel about an hour and 30 minutes north to get to Gallatin. And, and remember, Columbia last year gave Beach the number one seed, which Beach everything they wanted, and that was the that was the number one team in the state project in five A football. And Columbia literally, they were in a dogfight. It one big run, and I believe it, the score ended six to three. Wow! So it looks like what Look that what Columbia is going to do is put. Everything on their defense, which has played fairly well the year, and to see. So that was third down and about 30 as the penalty against Summit. So, so clock's still running. It looks like uh, it looks like Destin Wade's still out there. So they're gonna they're gonna go for it. Fourth and 14 on the 41 at Hillwood. Summit up. 42 to 6, 5 minutes, 38 seconds left in the game. Wade, they're not even going to try it. They're just going to hand wow. it off to Kerouac, and he's going to get – he needed 14 to 16 yards, and he got about 7. Yeah. Turnover. So here we go. We're going to see the defense, and with the exception of the sophomore Aiden Bird and the junior Austin Gruders, the two safeties, I was going to say there's a – Everyone out there is new, but you also have Ja'Kalen Cotton still playing a defensive back. So, And you know they're going to throw the ball. The other corner that subbed in is uh, is Kuna. That's another sophomore. There is a lot of sophomores on the field right now for Summit. Mm-hmm. And that's, again, that's what we're talking about. I mean, that's four minutes and 50 seconds if you're just tuning in. The clock's running. Yeah, that's a, that's, that's a big upshot for Summit moving forward is getting your young guys reps. I mean – there's not too many schools that are able to do that, so this is a big bonus for the Spartans. And Davis still in at quarterback for Hillwood as he's going to throw a screen to his favorite target. He's been very well. I believe that's Brown for nine yards. Yep, that's the that has been their pretty much their favorite pass play of the night. That's when your outside receiver basically takes one step, turn around, you hit him, you open in space and let him make plays. Here's why they're doing that. The corners sometimes are playing 10 and 12 yards off the ball. So you've heard that phrase, take what the defense gives you. That's what Hillwood does. They're taking what Summit's giving them, and they're giving them that big cushion that's allowing them to get that quick pass and get up the field. 3.53 left in the fourth quarter. A handoff up the middle. 
to Sparks. And Sparks will go to the 50. Yeah, tackle made there by the uh, by the junior, Elijah Allen. He's in there at middle backer. And um, you haven't seen too much of him tonight, but uh, he's in there now, and that was a great play on him. The surprise for me is uh, the guy at nose tackle right now for the Spartans, number 55, Johnny Sloan. I thought they were going to start out in a four-man front all night, and he was going to be the fourth man, but they didn't. They've gone to the 3-4 all night which has put Sloan on the sideline for a good majority of the game, but now he's in there, and uh, he's a wrecking ball, man. He's he's a big guy. He comes from football blood in his family, uh, huge Alabama fans from Alabama, and now they're here in Tennessee. So Johnny Sloan, the junior, he's going to make a big impact for the defensive line going into this playoff run and then definitely next year when he steps up for his senior year. 42-6 to six is the score. If you're just tuning in, it's Summit Hillwood. Round number one in the playoffs. We've made it. We got through the season. Uh, it was a lot of it was a lot of hurdles to jump through uh, for sure for for both teams. As Hillwood in the Davidson County area, you they didn't play uh, for the first four or five weeks, and you have five games towards the end of the year. So Hillwood's basically backloaded. Or should I say Summit and some of these other teams? Columbia are all front loaded, and it's just been. A mixed bag, and it's great. And I tell you this, and I said this on the pregame, it's just great to be here doing the game. It really is. And, I mean, you can't help but feel bad for Hillwood just because, I mean, COVID robbed them of the first part of their season, which is terrible. I mean, I guarantee you every single kid on that sideline wanted to play in August and September. And then now you get a short year, and then now, you know, you go out like this, not not what you, you, you thought it would be. Two minutes, one second left. A timeout for Hillwood. We'll take the final one here until the game ends. 42-6 is the score. You are listening to Summit Spartans Football on TriStar Sports Radio Network. You're listening to Summit Spartans Football on the TriStar Sports Radio Network. Once again, here's Mike Eppley. Welcome back in to 101.7 as well. Two minutes, one second left. Uh, Mike Epley and Matt Rogers on the call here for Summit Spartans football. And this is going to one that's going to go in the books as we're going to move to round number two. And we await the opponent is if JP could get me that information or someone back at the studio or anyone listening to could give us uh, the information. We would greatly appreciate it. Now, third and seven. As Davis tries to go deep, it's incomplete. It's fourth down, and the clock is running. Yeah, and this is, uh, you know, kind of Custard's last stand, if you will, for for Hillwood. Fourth and eight. They're trying to make something happen. They're trying to get one more score before their season's over. Clock's running 136 and going. Uh, I would expect to uh, – what I would do, the middle's wide open. Run a slant. Let your guys get the ball in the, in the, in the, the open field. And see if you can get one more score before uh, before you head back to Nashville. One seventeen left. It is fourth, like you mentioned, Matt. Almost eight yards uh, on Summit side of the the field on the uh, forty seven. So Davis high snap uh, gathers it, goes to the right side and complete a first down to McLaurin down to the thirty five yard line. Yeah, I tell you what, I mean, the, the linebackers for Summit are, are playing so close to the line of scrimmage. If Hillwood would just take that slot receiver and run a quick slant over the middle, 
that would be a touchdown because the middle of the field is wide open. Again, it's just an observation because we're sitting here and, you know. All right, we got a, a field goal attempted by Columbia to win the game. And as we're going to go back to the action, 30 seconds left, so we can tell you. No, Miss Phil, I checked that. That was Gallatin. Miss Philgo Gallatin at the end, going to overtime. Oh, wow. So it came down to kicking to carry on my wayward son. I mean, listen, and if there's any young guys out there that have a decent leg in Middle Tennessee, take note. We've had kickers miss PATs tonight in this game. You just had a game-winning opportunity in the Gallatin game to send them to the second round. He missed it. There is a need for high school kickers out there. If you can hear me, get your practice on. That's an incomplete pass for Davis, and this game is history. From Williamson County, 42-6 to is the score. When we come back, we're going to recap the game, hopefully have some stats coming in from Justin Lamb or maybe Matt Rogers. And also we're going to get... Hopefully, the final result from Columbia Gallatin, that will be the opponent for Summit next week here in this stadium. We'll be back in 30 seconds. You're listening to Summit Spartans Football, TriStar Sports Radio Network. This is Summit Spartans Football on the TriStar Sports Radio Network. Welcome back in. It's closing time. Here in Williamson County. The final is 42 to 6. It's been all Summit. Uh, I will tell you, Summit dominated the first half and really could just kick their feet up in the second half because of the excellent um, work from the offense and the defense as well. Because Hillwood is no slouch offensively. They could throw the football and tried it tonight. It just could not break away. It's a lot of open field tackling for Summit Spartans defense. But Wade played phenomenal. I want to mention Switzer, Dippold, King started at tailback, Jolly, um, Pierce, and all the offensive linemen. I mean, from Richardson, Cook, we talked about all those guys. I, I want to mention all of them, actually. Cook, Garber, Jewel, and Mullen. Great work. Uh, that You, you A-plus the work today, and um, you're going to be moving on. And that's what you need. In defense, you played well, too. So we'll, we'll, we'll turn it over to Matt and kind of give you uh, these stats of what I just talked about and how dominant Summit was offensively and defensively. Yeah, and keep in mind, the majority of these stats, I would even dare to say 90% of Summit's stats are from the first half. They had 401 total yards on offense compared to Hillwood's 161. They had only 85 yards passing which has been kind of a trend for this Spartan team. And the reason is they've done a really good job dominating and getting up to where they don't need to pass the ball. I know at the beginning of the year, Destin Wade really wanted to make his mark for these college recruiters and let them know, hey, I could throw the ball too. I'm not just all legs. But, you know, to Coach Coleman's, you know, coming to, to his defense, you don't need to throw the ball when you're running so effectively with that being said 316 yards on the ground and how great is it to be a running back for the summit spartans between king 
Dippold, Switzer, Kerouac, and the quarterback, Destin Wade, each one of them had – King had nine carries. Dippold had 11 carries. Switzer had six. Kerouac had six. And then Wade had three. All of them in double-digit rushing. The top rusher tonight was Brandon King. Nine rushing attempts, 82 yards. He did not score, but Dippold did. He had 11 rushing uh, attempts, 68 yards, one touchdown. And then, of course, Wade broke that first rushing touchdown in the first quarter. So he had 44 yards and a touchdown. But, man, uh, passing, (laughs) it was great to be Brady Pierce. Two catches, two touchdowns. Mm. Both those quick slants where the middle of the field was wide open. So, again, officially, Brady Pierce had two catches for 54 yards and two touchdowns. Wade only completed five passes. He only attempted eight passes. Again, the ground game was working. You ha- your offensive line looked absolutely phenomenal. If I had to highlight someone, it would definitely be Mason Richardson, the electric mullet, the guy that had his hair flying around. I mean, he stepped up tonight. They put him in the starting position mm. for Ryan Smith. I don't know why. Maybe you do because you're the one who told me at the beginning of the game that, that Richardson was going to start. But he played so well he didn't need to come out. But uh, is, is there a reason why Richardson started yeah, over Ryan, Smith? Ron Smith had to take some time off due to uh, – I'm not sh- sure from the COVID – or I'm not sure what it was, but he wasn't able to go, be a full go um, in it. some of the practices. But it wasn't – he was able to go tonight. I mean, it was just – I think they felt – I think they feel comfortable for both of those players. Yeah, absolutely. I, 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 correct me if I'm wrong, we haven't seen Mason Richardson – on the offensive line side of the ball, right? We've only seen him on D-line. We have, but it hasn't been at this level. I mean, it hasn't, it hasn't been noticeable. Well, it hasn't been the starter, right? It's been – we. some of these times, Summit's been up, and we've seen Mitt Richardson move over to the offense, but not where your job is <laughs> right. now it's zero to zero. Mano y mano, let's go. Where, where he really shined tonight, which Coleman likes to do, is the down block. That means – if you're playing on the right side, you have a guy on your left side, you're just going to block down. What Richardson was able to do was not just block down to create a seam. He was able to drive down to create a hole that a truck could drive through. And not just him, the offensive line across the board, but he really mastered the down block tonight to where he had some pancakes that were literally 14 and 15 yards downfield. It was a pleasure to watch, which is now you can insert – Destin Wade, man, is he so fun to watch. I gave a comparison earlier in the year that when, you know, me growing up watching the Detroit Lions every Thanksgiving and Barry Sanders would carry the ball, you just knew something exciting was going to happen when Barry touched the ball. You get the same feeling with Destin Wade. Every time the ball's in his hands, it looks like a man amongst boys out there. He's so good and so big. And just so smooth when he runs, it's honestly, it's a pleasure to watch, Epley. And then on the defense, you talked about your man Trey Hunter and some of those other guys did very well. Jesse Brimmeyer in the middle, but also Maddox Reed was in the back. Linebackers played well. Corners had to come up and tackle. Wirtz played well. Cotton did too. Bird stepped in at the safety position with Pierce. So all in all, 
those guys on the outside had to tackle well, and in the inside, you just couldn't get a running game going. So a lot, once it, it may be just a full-on effort uh, from 11 players out on the Summit defense. It really was. You know, first starting with the defensive coordinator, Melton, I think he came out and did exactly what he wanted to do. Watching him in practice earlier on in the season, I just like the guy. I like being around him. He's exciting out there. He's hyped up. He gets his kids ready to go. But then from a game plan standpoint tonight, he started out in three different looks starting the three plays, which completely set the tempo for the defense because it confused Davis, the quarterback. It confused the head coach of Hillwood, and it really set the tempo. Then you insert your players in your big plays. Trey Hunter, an absolute beast on the defensive line tonight. Jesse Brimmeyer, which looked like a wrecking ball coming through on one of those plays that I thought was going to hurt Cam Davis. But that just shows how big Davis is because he wasn't hurt. That was that was a gruesome hit. And then you throw in Jolly with some big plays, the interception. Uh, it was really, really fun to watch his defense. I do got to highlight uh, Ja'Kalen Cotton. When he batted that ball down, that was a big first down that could have been for Hillwood. And it, it really changed the tempo and the momentum of the game. So defense across the board, like you said, man, from the coach all the way down to the backups they played phenomenal well i will tell you this we're going to sign off here and it's been a great uh first round of playoff victory for summit as we cannot give you any news that you did not know besides the opponents they're still they are still battling in gallatin in overtime it is seven to seven so as we sign off here matt we're not going to know the opponent, uh, I know our game ended uh, pretty early, but, you know, the game, the, the, the opponent's game already in overtime here, but we're not going to know. You know, Epley, I'm really disappointed. We're living in a time today where we are waiting on results of everything in the world. I didn't think we were going to have to wait on results for high school football. This is extremely disappointing. With that being said, <laughs> thanks for tuning in to Summit Spartan Football and TriStar Sports Radio Network. Your final score. 42-6. to six. Coming up next is very important because this is going to be the opponent. TriStar Friday Night Live Playoff Edition with JP and Coach Mike with scores from all across Middle Tennessee and the latest breakdown on the playoff bracket. Not just here, everywhere. This has been a Front Porch Radio production on TriStar Sports Radio Network from Mike Epley. Good night from Williamson County. Summit Spartans Playoff Football on the TriStar Sports Radio Network is brought to you in part by Parks Motor Sales, Holland's Pharmacy, Sands Fence Company, The Garbage Man, Davis Heating and Cooling, Columbia Chrysler Dodge Jeep Ram, Murray Regional, Brown's Body Shop, Quick Mart, Tin Pin Alley, Right Care, Columbia Kubota, Game Time Sports, Beck Dental and by Jimmy Petty Benchmark Realty.